Welcome to the Sarah Prout Podcast. My name is Sarah Prout. I'm a best-selling author, manifestation mentor, creative entrepreneur, and mother of four. Each week, I'll be sharing with you doses of inspiration to manifest your best life. We'll be covering topics such as emotional empowerment, unleashing your magic, sparking your intuition, and being the love you wish to feel. It is going to be an incredible journey, one that I can't wait to share with you. Are you ready? Then let's get started. Hello there. Thank you so much for being here with me today for another episode of the Manifest Podcast. It's always such a pleasure and such a blessing to be here with you. So I hope that whatever you are going through right now, whether you are in a space of optimism or even pessimism, my intention here is that the time that we spend together at the end of this episode, you'll feel that spark of hope. You'll feel that that boost of inspiration that you're looking for. And so often people that are drawn to podcasts about manifestation and the law of attraction want that energy of empowerment. So if this is you, then congratulations, you are in the right place at the right time, because today's episode is called this, the universe has a message for you. And I want to share what that message is, because we are in a 24 hour time window right now where the date is very auspicious. It will be tomorrow at the time that I'm recording this, 02 222022. That's a lot of twos. Those numbers are lining up. And I believe that it is for a specific reason. So that is the message from the universe today. And I'm going to dive in to some of the ways in which we can get that confirmation that we want, the way we can get those affirmations from the universe that we are on the path that we are meant to be on at this specific point in time. So Keep in mind that this configuration of numbers, all of those twos, there are six twos in tomorrow's date. No matter when you're listening to this, it would have, might have already happened if you're, (laughs) it definitely would have already happened if you're listening to this in the future, or you may have caught this the day before when I am releasing this podcast, or you might be in the other side of the world and it's already that date. What I want to tell you is that when these number sequences happen, it instantly opens up a manifestation portal. This is how I know this, because for me over the years, it has been a very significant number to pay attention to the present moment. And that is where you activate your most pivotal point of power. The manifestation portals that open up for us, whether we see the clock at 1111 or we see the number 111, which is my special number. And if you haven't already listened to my previous episode on the sequences and signs from the universe, then go and jump back to that one. That was an earlier episode. I might re-record that one actually and dive into a few of those stories today to revisit them because the thing about getting older (laughs) and time passing is that so often the stories tend to change shape as you get more experience in life and you can apply more of the wisdom that shows up to go, oh my gosh, that's what that meant back then because hindsight's twenty twenty, right? And so when we have the gift 
and the blessing of looking back at what we have been through in our lives, we can then practice that magic and transmute that alchemy in the present moment to serve us at a very deep and more discerning level. So for me, uh, my, my birthday is actually a number sequence. So I think very early on, probably prior to the age of 10, I became aware of seeing the number 111 everywhere. I was born on the 1st of November. And in Australia, they actually do the date sequences the other way around. So it is date first, month second. So I've always said that my birthday is 011179. <laughs> but in the States, it's different. So it's taken me forever to figure it out. And I still have to stop myself to double check that I'm getting it right, you know, and filling out forms and paperwork and all that kind of thing. So my birthday here is 110179. Not to be confused with January the 11th. <laughs> so anyway, back on track, I have seen the number 111 for the longest time. And for me, it's always a wink from the universe. It's a sign of confirmation, of affirmation, to pay attention to the key pieces of wisdom that are being presented to me in the present moment. And there are some tremendous stories of of the most unlikely situations where the number has shown up and where I've been like, like, how is, how is this possible? This is ridiculous. And I haven't really gone into a lot of detail about my channeled aspects of intuition, which actually is a majority of how this show is recorded. It's never pre-planned. I'm always behind the microphone, just sharing from my heart and what I'm guided to share in that moment. And initially when I first met my husband, Sean, and for those of you that are not aware of our twin flame story, that's probably an episode that I should record for another day. So let me know if you'd like me to record that. But it was a very interesting time in my life because I was a single mother living on welfare. And I've spoken that story so many times. But what people don't see behind that is a lot of the personal, intimate, spiritual depth that had to be explored when experiencing so much suffering. So for instance, when I met Sean, I didn't even have a refrigerator. I didn't have a couch. I didn't have a washing machine, a dryer. We didn't have air conditioning. There was all these things we didn't have. And yet this very handsome human <laughs> was flying over from Hollywood in America, where he was living at the time. And being having the intention of meeting this person that he had fallen in love with without even seeing me in person. We used to say, I love you before we met. And we met on Twitter. For those of you that don't know my story, it started with a tweet. I was tweeting about the law of attraction and metaphysics and spirituality. And Sean was working with a very prominent law of attraction teacher in the space. And so we met and connected online first over our mutual love for the law of attraction and spirituality. And then it was like a light switch went off. We were friends probably for well over a year before we, it just kind of fell into place. And I was still married to my first husband and that needed some time to dismantle. Not that I had any feelings for Sean whatsoever. He was just a friend in my mind. And what was really beautiful about that is he was so supportive through the, the upheaval that I was going through, I would write to him and I would say how much I was struggling and he would offer me advice from a very platonic perspective. So I felt very, very blessed that our, our relationship was built on such strong friendship. And then he came out to Australia to meet me 
sight unseen. I mean, we we'd Skyped. It was bef- these were the days before Zoom, right? So we had had a Skype call. We had seen each other face to face. We had talked on the phone, and but we hadn't been in one another's presence. And there was something really magical that was activated when I picked him up from the Brisbane airport. And I kept on saying to him, it's you, it's you. And I mean, that's just a tiny slither of our twin flame story. And I'm sure if anybody is familiar with that phenomenon, then you know that there are lots of signs and synchronicities that tend to show up when you are reunited with your twin flame. I don't place a whole bunch of importance on that. It's just a fun part of the story. It's really um, in the initial stages it was so, so overwhelming, the the depth of the rabbit hole that we had to go down of so many other couples that had experienced very similar dynamics to us. So back to the, the number sequences. So when Sean came to visit me, I was about to promote my very first book. I wrote a social media book for Wiley, even though I was a single mother living on welfare I didn't have any money. I had already landed a book deal because I had 20,000 followers on Twitter. And this was back in like 2008, 2009. And they were curious how I did that because that was in the days before, um, before Twitter was on mainstream media. And so they wanted me to write a book about how I had accumulated all of these followers and built such a strong community even back then. And I had um, a book signing to do at a bookstore in Melbourne, and yet I was living in Queensland, Australia, in Noosa. And the publishing company was going to fly me down to Melbourne and put me up in a hotel. And um, I asked them if Sean could come along too, and they even paid for Sean, which was incredible. And this was within the first week of us knowing together that we had this incredible experience. Now, keep in mind, I was a very, very broke single mother living on welfare. I could barely afford food. I couldn't pay my bills. And here I was having this all expenses paid trip to a different location where my family were, by the way. So Sean got to meet my dad and my sister. And that was incredible, like such a new relationship. And all of a sudden the universe provided this for us. And I've never really spoken about it in this way before. Um, where I'm seeing it as such a gift that the universe provided for us in a moment where we couldn't even afford apples or, you know, like we, we could afford a Slurpee, a $2 Slurpee down at 7-Eleven. And that was a treat for us to go out on a date, so to speak, and do that because Sean didn't have any money either. He used pretty much all of the money he had in the world to come and see me in Australia. And then like we, we fell in love. What's next? How do you build a life from nothing? And that's what we've managed to do over the years with our company and our business and working so hard. Um, and fast forward, you know, we've, we've earned millions of dollars in our business and we've impacted millions of people around the world. But it all began at this miraculous week where we were really trying on whether we had a shot at having a relationship. And so a few days into our meeting, our first gathering together, I started receiving messages. It was really weird. It was like I had external guidance coming to me. And so I would write it down. Sean asked me if I'd ever heard of Abraham Hicks. And if you've never heard of Esther and Jerry Hicks before, uh, Jerry has transitioned. He's no longer in the physical form. Uh, But Esther has channeled this uh, group of entities or this frequency known as Abraham. 
and they talk about the law of attraction. And I'm, I'm curious about that kind of stuff. I don't really dabble in that. I don't really talk about it. But back then, Sean said, have you heard of them? And I'm like, yes, I have. Have you ever tried to do it? And I'm like, no, I haven't. And then the messages started to come through. And I don't know whether it was a clear channel. I don't know whether it was a clear source, but I didn't have any paper. I couldn't afford paper back then. All I had was, uh, I think, one of the kids' markers and brown paper bags because that was what I would pack their school lunches in. And so I got the, the paper bags and I started writing down these, these words. And this is a story for another day. We have long story short, over 40,000 words of, uh, downloads, so to speak. But one of the ways that this message came through I'm choosing my words carefully. I don't know why. I've spoken about so many other things in my life. I don't know why I feel nervous about this or or hesitant, but I'll share it with you guys because I love you guys. <laughs> um, I received that the way in which we would know that we were on the right path and through alignment was through the number 111. Now, like I said, my birthday is the 1st of November. I've seen that many times, but to have that down on paper as a confirmation to look out for that, I'm like, oh, okay. So what? We look at the clock at 111 and it's like, yeah, we're meant to be together. No, it's not supposed to be like that. It's supposed to be more random. So we were negotiating with Wiley in Melbourne to arrange the details for our hotel where I would stay when I went to do the book signing. And this was a day or two after I received that message. And so I'm like, okay, that's great. Give me the address of the hotel. It was 111 111. Spring Street, Spring Street in Melbourne. Now, if you've ever been to Melbourne, this is a beautiful, fancy hotel. It's, it's an absolutely stunning location, very close, very central to everything. I just cracked my pen. That was that noise you can hear there. I'm not going to edit that out. <laughs> this is real time. Um, so Sean and I were like, whoa, what's going on here? You know, that was the first mind-blowing moment and maybe we attach more meaning to that we were younger we were very excitable <laughs> you know like whoa this is blowing our minds kind of like Bill and Ted's excellent adventure so that was one thing and then the second thing that I was supposed to be doing and was invited to do when I was down in Melbourne um, signing the books was to go to a speaking gig to give an inspirational keynote <laughs> to the Wiley team and it was about maybe one to two hours drive outside of Melbourne. And uh, Sean and I were to get a, a taxi to go out there from our hotel, 111 Spring Street, to go out to this taxi in the middle of nowhere and deliver the speech and come back. Now, keep in mind, this was in the days before I had any formal public speaking training. So I can only imagine what that must have been like back then. I did a few speaking gigs. I did one at a women's gym. I did another one at some kind of women's conference. And I don't believe that I had truly, truly landed and grounded in my heart yet when it came to speaking and and uh, sharing my message from a stage. I had no formal training whatsoever from physiology, from tonality of my voice, from being able to confidently be there in my own skin and have people look at me while I'm delivering different messages. But that's a story for another day as well. I think having the Goldcast video with over 67 million people seeing that now has really, really empowered me to be able to speak confidently and, of course, be behind a microphone, which is what I've been doing for the last four years recording these episodes for you guys. So I delivered the keynote 
<laughs> the probably shamefully bad keynote. And if there's anyone that was there at Wiley back in those days, I think it was like early, very early 2010. Um, Sean and I finished the keynote and then they called us a cab to go back to the city. I mean, keep in mind in Melbourne, this was before the days of Uber or um, whatever other ride share kind of places there were. There's like fleets of thousands upon thousands of taxis in Melbourne and Victoria in general. And so we're standing there. And so we're standing there in the middle of nowhere and then we see the taxi come. And it was a little bit late because obviously there aren't many taxis out in regional Victoria. And I kid you not, <laughs> the number of the taxi was 111 out of a, th- out of a fleet of thousands of taxis. And Sean and I were, it was like a magical adventure of this is a sign of alignment. We were seeing that as being meant to be together. Now, here's the real danger, though. If we were just seeing those signs and we were fighting and not having a great time together, then we would probably we would probably allow our emotional dynamic and our lack of communication skills to dictate whether the relationship should move forward. That's what you do when you're approaching things from a space of maturity, not just looking at, oh, I saw a dragonfly. That means my soulmate's thinking of me. You know, you don't want to do that. You want to ground yourself in the intuitive knowing. You want to activate your faculties of discernment so that you can truly gather whether you are on an empowered path. And for me, it was like all of the, all of the stars were aligning. That's how I saw my one, one, one stories in those situations. Uh, and, and I've spoken about this before, the different signs and symbols that have shown up for us. And another one, a very common twin flame sign is the rainbow. And I've seen rainbow rainbows on significant days. There was a rainbow arched over the, the ocean on the day that I met Sean. Uh, that was beautiful. On the day after we got engaged, we opened up the curtains. We were staying in Crown Casino in Melbourne. We opened up the curtains and Sean shouted, rainbow. And there was a beautiful rainbow, a beautiful sign of alignment. The day I found out that I was pregnant with Ava um, was a rainbow. The day that she was born in Las Vegas, there was also another rainbow. And so, again, we've started businesses, rainbow in the sky. The day that we signed the lease to move to Vero Beach, Florida, there was a rainbow in the sky. And I'm just, it's funny, I'm just um, in my office right now and to my left is a vision board. And on the vision board in the middle is a picture of Sedona that I purchased from the Whole Foods there. (laughs) It's a postcard, beautiful picture postcard. And it's got a rainbow over the beautiful Red Rock Mountains in Sedona. So again, in this very moment, (laughs) it becomes a moment of awareness and alignment, right? So the energy that you bring to any moment with a sense of sacredness, with a sense of curiosity, of awe and wonder is what God or the universe wants for you. They want you to be the truest embodiment of light codes within you, lighting up to your fullest potential because you are worthy you are worthy to attract true love. You are, you are worthy to attract lasting love, meaningful relationships. And it's not always going to be easy. I want to reiterate that as well. Life is not designed to always be easy. Life is designed to experience the fullness of the messiness and the, the happiness 
and the joy that coexists with all of the other interesting shades of the spectrum of emotion, right? We feel so much as human beings and we've got this unique opportunity right now to choose fear or to choose love. I mean, it's not really a unique opportunity right now as in society it's always been there but right now in this moment as you're listening to these words you have the power to either charge and amplify any fear that you may be experiencing or you have the power to charge and amplify any love or any joy that you might be experiencing but the two can coexist right but the essence is that we don't want our fear to become the dominant pattern Because when you do that, when you are absorbing more fear than allowing yourself to receive love and give love, then there's an imbalance, right? You know, as a human being, the foods that you intake, if you just ate pizza, 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 pizza all the time, you wouldn't feel great. (laughs) You need to balance that out with maybe a salad (laughs) or some water or juice or whatever. You need fresh live food to coexist with the deliciously yummy food that sometimes isn't good for us. And you should, you know, you get to do whatever you want to do. This isn't about uh, creating any shoulds around what you should be, should or shouldn't be eating. This is about bringing the awareness to the harmony and the balance that we have to strike as human beings with our emotions, with our input. So, I mean, it's the same with creating art. So I've uh, been really excited to be diving back into creating art, to painting. My urge right now is to just be in my little studio in the garage with paint and canvas and music and just be there to allow the universe to transmute whatever needs to come through out onto the canvas. And I'll be talking a lot more about this uh, very soon, actually, when I I feel ready, but I, I feel like it's soon. And to talk about how the alignment has to happen. Alignment has to happen for us as human beings to even be created. And, you know, I don't want to give you a science lesson, but when, you know, the, <laughs> actually I won't because who knows who, what little ears are listening. Uh, but, you know, it takes that precise moment for the two components to meet for life to happen. Right. And then on top of that, there are all of these subtle energetic elements. The same is to be said with manifestation. But when you have that alignment, like the all the twos, the zero two, 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 zero, two, two, right? It's a sequence to engage in the magic of manifestation. And then there's this other topic that has been really on my heart and in my mind is energy as waves right? Emotion as waves, the ups and downs of life as waves. I have been so blessed to find this area of Florida to be able to go out into the ocean. And yesterday I kind of crouched down on my knees in the ocean. <laughs> the, the, um, the tide was really strong. And so, it would, you know, it was dangerous to be out there. There was a rip current warning. And so I was kind of squatting down on my my sister my sister hang on (laughs) the sisters meaning Lulu and Ava were playing behind me and I also had my daughter Olivia with me it was her 16th birthday and we were out there in the water we've been loving going out there and what has been incredible is just witnessing the waves and how they roll into the shore I go to the beach every day, sometimes twice a day, and just witness the energy of the ocean. There is a groundedness 
in the ocean. It's almost like it is uninterrupted. It's a, a form of consciousness. The the little ones say to me, uh, the ocean's playing with me, mummy. And it's like, oh, that's such a beautiful way of looking at it, that we have access to this ocean of consciousness. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you physically have to be at the ocean to remember that. You get to remember that just simply by listening to these words right now, that you have access to this infinite ocean of consciousness that rides the waves, the ups and the downs, and remembering to go with that flow, not against the waves. If you go against the waves, you get smacked down. And the same can be said for your approach to manifestation, to creating what it is that you want in your life, and also seeking alignment, but not being super quick to attach meaning to things that don't serve you. So Again, it can be really dangerous, especially in the law of attraction, spirituality, manifestation space to see something as a sign and then to place the pressure of that reality manifesting onto that sign. Let's just say you see a white feather and you believe that it's a message that you're going to win the lottery. You're going to win the hundred million dollar lottery and then you're doing that. But what it does is that it doesn't... uh, It doesn't give you the depth of maturity that you actually need to handle being open to all possibilities. Remember in my last episode that I recorded, you can go back and listen to that. It is seven ways to manifest anything you want. Number seven was be open to all possibilities. The way to ride that energy of this ocean of motion that we live in, the field of consciousness, is to open yourself up to all possibilities. So when you see a sign, don't attach specific and pinpointed meaning to it. Open up to all possibilities. So my message for you today, the message from the universe, is that all of the twos in the auspicious state, or when you see the clock at 11.11 or 2.22 or 3.33, remember this. Be open to all possibilities in the present moment. And that is how you manifest. Thank you so much for being here with me today. It has been an absolute pleasure. What else can I tell you right now just before I go? Oh, yes. Make sure that you pre-order yourself a copy of my upcoming book, which is called Be the Love, Seven Ways to Unlock Your Heart and Manifest Happiness. Now, There are seven lessons outlined in the book, which are really powerful and I know you will love. And I'm just going to go over briefly what these seven lessons are. So lesson one is believe in your own magic. You are worthy enough to attract whatever your heart desires. Two, you are the oracle. And that explains how to listen to your own intuition. Three, venture outside your comfort zone. So it encourages you to try something new to generate the magic in your life. Then four, you are not broken. And I'm talking about how you can experience the breakdown before the breakthrough. That speaks in perfectly to my analogy of waves today. And then five, the law of letting go, how to release things in your life that no no longer serve you to create space for the new. And then six, your word is your wand. Take ownership and responsibility for your actions. And then number seven, the most magical chapter is everything is energy. Connect with others and embrace your true self. So if you want to get yourself a copy of that and the free bonus that you get when you pre-order the copy, you can go to Sarah Prout. 
com slash be the love and there's also a link in the show notes to today's episodes episode singular not plural to take you there to check out all of the exciting details once again thank you so much for being here with me today lots of love and bye for now oh and if you're listening this far <laughs> i just realized as i hit stop on the recording here it is 11 11 beautiful sign of alignment.